Welcome sports fans to the hottest sports podcast in the game, JT and the Don with your hosts, Jimmy Thompson and Donato Bucci. They're covering the most current issues in sports from the 305 to the 412 and all the way to the West Coast. You can follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at JT and the Don or email them at JT and the Don at gmail.com. Now take it away, guys. Welcome to the next episode of JT and the Don presented by Give Us a Shot Network. I am the Don, Donato Bucci, and remember to subscribe to us. We can be found on all of the major platforms. And remember to leave us a five-star review. Also, remember to subscribe to Give Us a Shot Network YouTube channel. Thank you to Nicole Thompson for the wonderful introduction as as always, and to our guy Mike Regina with the JT and the Dom pump up music, we've got to review everything about the Super Bowl. But before we do that, let me welcome in everyone's favorite JT, Jimmy Thompson. How are you feeling today? Good, man. I don't have time to have a slow intro like you, so let's just jump into it, man. We got a ton of stuff to talk about. You take forever, bro. I need, you ready? I need, I need my airtime. See, you're already pushing me off. Hey man, less is more. Hey, Ash, watch, your language. watch your language. It's it's the Lenten season. Ah, this guy always got an excuse. So of course we got to talk about the Super Bowl. Chiefs won Super Bowl Fifty Eight, score of twenty five to twenty two in overtime. We'll get to that controversy in a minute. But the 49ers had a ten point lead in the first half. But KC, just as they did four years ago against the 49ers, came back and won it all down by a double digit deficit. So let's start there. Biggest question. Did the Chiefs win or did the 49ers blow it? The, In my opinion, the Chiefs won. And a lot of that, if not the major reason, is Mahomes' magic. I, I've been telling you, he's the GOAT. He is the GOAT. And he proved once again, do not I, bet How happy him. were you watching this game? You're like, <laughs> oh, my God. All my, he's the number one quarterback. All my predictions are coming true. You, yep. looked, you looked like a genius for one I night. I bet you hand to yourself that's why i didn't text you during the game i did i i noticed that and i'm still glowing about it if you can't tell but i mean that Mahomes i thought it was magic, just the hair gel i didn't know that was actual glow he, he he proved not only you wrong but vegas vegas had the 49ers as favorites so you start with Mahomes, the kansas city defense they stifled Baltimore two weeks earlier, and they did the same thing, in my opinion, to the San Francisco offense, which has even more weapons, um, along with creating turnovers. I think they had at least two, and they really kept them in the game, meaning the KC defense, until the end for Mahomes to take over and do his magic. So that's why I don't quite blame San Francisco, because I think they didn't really hand it over to Kansas City. Kansas City did a lot of great things. And Kansas City earned it because if you look at what happened four years ago, that was a complete collapse in the fourth quarter by San Francisco. That didn't happen this time. There wasn't that collapse where you can point to several things to say, wow. Yo, yo, what are you, ta- what are you talking about? You just said, we just said they were up by double digits and they lost. Like, that's not a collapse. Yeah, but- but that I mean, it might not be a it might not be a twenty to three collapse, but bro, this is a collapse. But, but JT, it was ten points in the second quarter four years ago. It was ten points going into the fourth. Huge difference, big difference. I mean, I'm not calling a collapse, but I disagree with you. It's the 49ers. They blew it, and Kyle Shanahan strikes again. We'll talk about it in a minute, but just 
poor situational play calling, not getting uh, like the good players, their dogs involved. Ayuk, who we'll talk about in a minute, Kittle, they weren't a part of the game plan. And for a stretch, I felt like they went away from Christian McCaffrey, who some argued, you know, should be the MVP. Like, and then, you know, the overtime coin toss debacle, like this whole Super Bowl was just classic Shanahan. So I got to say that the 49ers lost it. They choked. Mm. We'll get into some of the other things. We don't. We don't want to go. Yeah, you, you, know, you get, thought about it, but no, I didn't. I, and I'll explain why here I, as we right, go. The cat's out the bag now, so let's just go straight to Shanahan. So yeah. let's start with that that overtime situation. Was his decision to take the ball first and OT the right move? The end result says no, right? That it was not the right move. But you don't know that. Like you don't know the end result while you're in the moment. So I think for many reasons, he took the ball. And listen, I, I don't necessarily actually blame him for this decision. Maybe some other ones, and maybe we'll get to it here as, as we keep critiquing the Super Bowl. But this decision, I don't really fault him. I don't think that was the reason why they lost because four main reasons why I think he took the ball. The four? Deep, Damn, yeah. we don't have time for four well, main well, reasons. You're going to listen. Yes or no you're, question. You're going to listen. The defense, meaning San Francisco's defense, they were just on the field for the last three minutes of the game. So, and they gave up points. They need some rest. So, I don't think you can send them back out there to. I need some rest to try to corral Patrick Mahomes. Then, on top of that, the Kansas City defense, they were gassed on the last drive when San Francisco had the ball. If you kick the ball away to start overtime, Kansas City's defense gets now an extra time period to further rest so you want to avoid that plus he's thinking we go down and score a touchdown that puts a lot of pressure on Kansas City but more so it seemed like his decision was based on the potential second possession they could get meaning they get the ball to start Kansas City gets it and if it's still tied that third possession goes to San Francisco and at that point it's essentially sudden death JT so that's all they would need is a field goal, and it's game over. Confetti comes down. Patrick Mahomes doesn't get another chance. So I think that third possession was the key. He was looking at, hey, Kansas City had not been able to sustain a drive all game by finishing with a touchdown. So he figured worst case. I, I get what you're saying. Field goal. He was trying to take away a possession from Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he, he figured we go field goal, field goal in the first two possessions. I get a field goal in that third possession. It's game over. Mahomes never sees the field again. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say if it would have affected the game, but I just don't think it was a good move. And you can see even Patrick Mahomes was shocked that they didn't defer. Like, once it's not sudden death anymore, like on the initial play or drive, everyone gets at least one shot, one drive. You got to defer. Like, I know you want to take away – a drive from Mahomes, but you got to defer at least like what if they would have held him to a field goal now at least you know what you have to do like all the pressure is on them so i just feel like the person that defers is going to start winning these things just because it's it's hard to score a touchdown in overtime so at least you know what you have to do but i just i i thought they should have deferred that's just me there's there's but pros and cons there's, stick with Kyle hold, hold on hold on there's pros and cons both ways the the pro is if if you let the team, I get the, I get the pro. The pro the pro is you get the ball twice. Mahomes get well, the ball well, once. No, you just or said, you well, give you, the ball to Mahomes, and now you know what you have to deal with as far as play calling. What you have to do when you get when your chance comes to get the ball. Because right, if but, 
you kick it to Casey, they score a field goal, you know you get a touchdown, you win. I get it. Right, but the thing is, if they kick the field goal and then you kick the field goal, Mahomes gets the ball last, and I think that's what he was trying to avoid. Or maybe I go for it. Or maybe I go for it. And then Put the you, pressure on and them to score first, and, and, man. And then there's even more. Pre- and then there's even more um, double double guessing of Shanahan if he goes for the touchdown when a field goal could have tied on the second possession. All right, so we're sticking with Kyle Shanahan. He's going to be a consistent theme on this show, I feel like. But Shanahan, of course, on Wednesday, they basically fired <laughs> defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes. Uh, earlier this week, Nick Bosa commented that the defense could have been more prepared in zone read, whatever that means. <laughs> Is Shanahan justified in firing Steve Wilkes after one season as the 49ers defensive coordinator? I think no. I, I, I can't believe this happened. The dude, they're in the Super Bowl. And they give up only three points the whole first half to Kansas City's offense and Patrick Mahomes. You should have had a bigger lead. Why don't you look in the mirror, Kyle Shanahan? You blew a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl because you decided you wanted to pass the ball around like the greatest show man, on you, earth. Man, you know Kyle Shanahan you, can't spell accountability. Like you, He can't do that. You, you butcher the fourth four years ago against Kansas City, and now you should have had a bigger lead but you couldn't score points in the first three quarters against Kansas City when in the first drive of the second half, Steve Wilkes' defense picks off Patrick Mahomes. Do you know what the offense does with the ball? I think they went three and out. They didn't get points. They were at half field. They were at midfield when they got that turnover, and they got no points out of it. Steve Wilkes isn't calling the offense, Kyle Shanahan. And Kyle Shanahan said, well, Steve, Steve Wilkes wasn't the right fit. We, we essentially brought him in, but we wanted to keep D'Amico Ryans in Robert Sala's defense, so Wilkes had to learn it. Like, one, there's always a learning curve when he's going into a new defensive system, which I understand all the players have known it for years. Let one guy learn it instead of a whole team learning Steve Wilkes' defense. I get that. But if you're going to ask that of Steve Wilkes, meanwhile, they ranked third overall in defense in the NFL, which is still pretty good. You have to give them more than one year. And and the Bosa comment is ridiculous. Hey, Bosa, if you've never seen zone read, I don't know what else to say. I I don't know if you can be coached. How can you sit there and say we we should have been more prepared for zone read? Okay, you saw it the first time. Are you a $200 million player? Like, what does Steve do to prepare you, you for zone read? You didn't see that at Ohio State? All the college teams run it. And then on top of that, you saw it early in the overtime, and then he ran essentially zone read again on the touchdown pass. It was just quicker. You crashed both times instead of staying at home. I I don't know if that's coachable. I I don't know if you can coach that. I I don't understand. Like, what else is there more to be prepared about with zone read? (laughs) You got to stay at home. I mean, unless he's telling you to crash down. It's it's funny we were talking about Nick Bosa. Maybe Wilk said that. It's funny we were talking about Nick Bosa. It's funny we're talking about Nick Bosa because I feel like he's – I'm starting to see he's starting to get this reputation as a guy that plays kind of out of structure and just goes upfield trying to get a lot of sacks now. I, I I hadn't heard that narrative about him, but, you know, every time I go on social media, like the past, you know, couple weeks I've been seeing that about him. So, I don't know, maybe this is like the new thing with him. But I will say this to answer your question. I agree with you, man. 
Like the 49ers are out here doing the devil's work. First it's Colin Kaepernick, then it's Trey Lance, and now Steve Wilkes. And on black during Black History Month, too. Like, this is why the 49ers would never win, man. They got too much bad karma stacked up against them. But I agree with you. No, they should not have fired him, man. And I feel bad for Steve Wilkes because he's essentially been the scapegoat all season. I feel like it goes back to I believe it was a Monday night football game against the Vikings. Like the defense had a bad game. And I feel like ever since then, there's been rumblings like anything that goes wrong for the 49ers is essentially Steve Wilkes' fault. And it's just not true. Like everything that I see, like Kyle Shanahan apparently didn't agree with Wilkes' defensive philosophy. If that's the case, why did you even hire the guy in the first place? Like you got to trust the guys that you hired. And just look at his performance in the Super Bowl. We already talked about it. He held a guy that we agree is probably a top three all-time quarterback to under 20 points for 95% of a Super Bowl game. Like, how is that his fault? Like, Wilkes wasn't out there missing throws, dropping passes, and botching coin tosses. He didn't do that. And to me, I feel like Steve Wilkes coaching in a Super Bowl is even more impressive because the thing that nobody's talking about is they lost Dre Greenlaw in this game, who probably was the best player on the field he was, he on was flying side of the ball. he was flying around early the speed you could tell he, the he was speed. looking like he might be mvp yeah yeah he was like he's about to be the mvp if the 49ers win this game and he goes down that game instantly changes like his replacement i'm gonna read this to you orrin burks do you know what his stats were I, once he was a starter i don't know but you could see he looked terrified in like when he stepped, you want to you want to know why he looked like a deer in headlights? He looked like a deer in headlights. Travis Kelsey? <laughs> no, he looked like the deer in headlights after he got hit by the truck. Like it was a disaster. Like this were his this was his stats on defense. He was targeted nine times, gave up nine catches on those nine targets. Ooh. Mahomes had a one thirty four passer rating against him, and he had a thirty two percent a thirty two PFF coverage grade. Like, basically, you and I could have been out there playing linebacker and they would have had the same performance. <laughs> so in layman's terms, basically what happened is he was so bad in man coverage getting flamed that Steve Wilkes had to go to zone coverage for a majority of that game after Dre Greenlaw went down. Can you imagine how good of a defensive coordinator you have to be to only play one coverage against Patrick Mahomes in the game? Like, that's insane. So, like, Throw in the fact that the Chiefs O-line had zero holding penalties. I don't know how they do that. <laughs> but, like, and the 49ers still led most of this game. Like, I'm sorry. This is not on Steve Wilkes. Like, Kyle Shanahan got to take accountability for this yeah. loss. Yeah. Like, what he did in the Super Bowl, that is – this is amazing that they they held them to that many points. Well, the thing is, and what's more amazing is they didn't give up the seven points on a long drive until the overtime, because the other seven points, the only other touchdown, I believe came off of the, um, the muff punt that touched not, it wasn't a muff punt, but it was a turnover because it hit a Francisco 49er player. And then on top of that, the other, they were already, they were, they were already in plus territory. Three other points. JT came off a 57 or 55 yard field goal. I mean, that's 10 points right there that most other teams would not have had. So, I, I don't I don't yeah. understand. I think why I'm frustrated. I, 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 I don't get it, man. I think why I'm so frustrated of why they they got rid of Steve Wilkes is Kyle Shanahan. It's not like he's perfect. Like I don't understand. He's made many mistakes. He's made mistakes before. He has a track history of it, and now he's blaming the one guy that 
was in his first year. Of course, Kyle Shanahan. Let's can't, let's be honest. He here. can't follow he, the. He he's blaming. He's the blaming the one guy. He, he he's blaming the, the one OC. guy that he can blame. Right. He can't fire the OC. He's blaming he's the, the OC. one guy that he can blame. Right. He's 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 the OC. Yeah, man. So to to go back real quick, Oldsmouth Bros. Thanks well, for uh, thanks for uh, listening. He says half empty, half full. They were one stop away from the Super Bowl. Referring back to Kyle Shanahan's decision. Yeah, I mean, you you could look at it, you know, either way. There, I think there's pros and cons to both sides. All right, so let's go from one egregious activity to another. Can we talk about Travis Kelsey? Yes, let's go. <laughs> you can't wait for this. So, so Travis Kelsey, as everyone saw, had a mental breakdown toward Andy Reid on the sideline after the first red zone trip resulted in a Pacheco fumble. So I want to know, because I know you're usually a stickler for the rules. Should Travis Kelsey receive criticism or punishment for pushing Andy Reid on the sideline? Well, he should, he should receive both. Uh, why can't he receive both? You, you can't make contact with your coach like that, and then especially in the Super Bowl where millions of people around the world are watching. Listen, with the punishment part, we, we have to understand, yes, that football is an emotional game and emotions are you know running high, especially the Super Bowl. I mean, these guys get so hyped. Because let's face it, and we've said it before, it's a violent sport, especially at that level. I, I mean, you've got to be hyped up. So I think the punishment, you know, I, I think they should look at what they normally do for punishment when it's conduct detrimental to the team, because that's kind of what it was in this situation. Look, people are going to argue and yell at each other on the sideline, whether it's coach to coach, coach to player, player to player. Right? Oh, we like, know. I've seen you do this right? plenty of times. No, I've never done that. But like, uh, uh, don't don't make don't make me pull the highlights from flag football. You want to talk about was, volatile sideline? That players. was that was Miami adult league flag football. Uh, he's, 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 he's like he's like I was. He's I was like I don't know that man anymore. That man doesn't I, exist. I was simply correcting the referee and trying to help him out make calls. Listen, but sure, whatever you, you say. You know, so like like I was saying. People, players, coaches, whatever, they're going, staff members, they're going to argue. They're going to have heated discussions on the sideline, right? So you can't find them or or put some sort of punishment all the time. But he crossed the line by physically touching Andy Reid. I, I mean, that's a no-no. Whether it's player I mean, to player or player to coach, yeah. coach to – it would not have been okay if Andy Reid purposely did that to Travis Kelsey because he was so upset. Like, that's that's a no-no. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't think Travis Kelsey's going to beat the Royd Rage allegations at this point because that's exactly what it looked like. But I agree with you. And the reason I say it should be punishment is it's not the first time he's done this. Like, are we forgetting that he shoved Eric Bieniemy the same way during a, I think it was a Sunday night football game? Like, and I think he pushed Andy Reid or got in his face and yelled at him on camera during another primetime game. So, like, he's a consistent offender of doing this on the sideline. And A.J. Brown tweeted it perfectly right after this happened. He said, if this were me, I'd be out of the league. And he's right. Like, Kelsey has always gotten this pass where when he does this, it's just him being fiery. And it's because he's Travis Kelsey. He's one of the greatest tight ends, if not the greatest tight end of all time. So we're just letting him get away with it. Like, I don't understand how you don't get punishment or criticism. Like, nobody's talking about this at all. Like, we're talking more about Steve Wilkes and Brock Purdy than Travis Kelsey actually committing an assault on the sideline. And like I don't get why, why we're not talking about it. 
Like, imagine if Chris Jones or Lamar Jackson pushed their coach during the Super Bowl. Like, the media will be talking about this nonstop. And I think this is also a microcosm of how certain personality quirks are accepted by some players in the league and some are not. Like, you got the guys like Gronk and Kittle. Like, they get to be weird. get to be, like, aloof. And it's seen as cool. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, quarterbacks like that get to yell at guys on the sideline and they're being a competitor where it's like, you know, that is not extended to all players. Like A.J. Brown gets into a heated argument with, you know, Jalen Hurts on the sideline. and All of a sudden he's labeled a locker room cancer. Like you can't have those kind of double standards in the league. Like even for the coaches, like Nick Sirianni, some of the out of pocket shit that he's done, like flipping off fans, flipping off. He flipped off the coaches in the last Super Bowl, and we didn't even hear about it until the following year. It's just like, it's just too many double standards, man. I'm sorry. Like, they need to be talking about this Travis Kelsey thing until either he issues a public apology to Andy Reid or he get a suspension. But I know it's not going to happen. Well, I think he, no, he apologized. He 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 did apologize for it. Um, but I again, it. But, but again, there's got to be some sort of punishment because you hear a lot of times conduct detrimental to the team, and then you're like, what does that even mean? Like, what the guy do behind closed doors? We saw it here. That could have went south real quick for Kansas City. So whatever that punishment is, whatever Kansas City has done in the past to someone who's it's been conduct detrimental to the team, because every team has faced that, that should be the punishment. But I think you're right that they're probably not going to do that. I feel like conduct conduct detrimental to the team just means like this person is too good for us to give them a real punishment, so we're just gonna label it this bullshit. Yeah, Travis Kelsey do better, but uh, let's shift to individual performances because that's you know what we do on this show. Let's start with Mister Relevant, Brock Purdy had a lot of hype coming into this game. How do you rate his performance? <laughs> you know, I've been waiting for this one too, JT. Um, so let I me. Did, give, I did not know. Let me sit let, back. Let me let, mute my let, mic. Let, let me give you. I'll be quick, but let me give you some stats real quick. Twenty-three of thirty-eight, two hundred fifty-five yards and a touchdown. That's Brock Purdy. Okay, not bad. Patrick Mahomes, thirty-four of forty-six. So more attempts, less incompletions by Mahomes. He threw two touchdowns, which was one more than Brock. He did throw an interception, but here's the other big difference: twelve rushing yards for Brock Purdy. 66 for Patrick Mahomes. That's that Mahomes magic. If we switched QBs in this game, if the teams just simply switched QBs, nothing else, coaching staff, Kyle Shanahan with his with his play calling stays the same, everything else stays the same, who you think wins that game? Who are you taking that would win that game if we switch just the QBs? Oh, Patrick Mahomes is the 49ers quarterback. It's a blowout. It's a blowout. It's so a blowout. right there, the max I can give them, the if, best if I switched, can give them. <laughs> yeah, we switch quarterbacks. It's yeah. a blowout. So that's my point. The best grade I can give them is a C plus at best, at best. And listen, he didn't turn it over and all of that. So that's why I would keep it at a C plus. But in this game, when everyone's talking about you're a game manager and your coach, you, everybody in the media then is defending Brock Purdy, then you got to play. You got to step up. And I don't care who's the other fault, what the play calls are. You've got to have a better performance than that. 23 of 38, not all those incompletions are drops. So you're miss, you're missing guys. You're not making the throws. So C-plus at best, JT. Uh, 
Um, I'm going to say, I guess a C is average. I'm just going to say average because, like, this is what Jimmy G did, and people complained about it. So why are we not – like, why are we looking at glass half full for Brock Purdy, but when Jimmy G does it, it's like, oh, get him the hell out of here. We need to draft other quarterbacks. So, I mean, that's how I look at it. Everything you said is right. Like, the only thing I will say is I feel bad for Brock Purdy because I feel like at some point in the second half, Kyle Shanahan kind of switched, like, philosophies, and it seemed like he was trying to get him – like the MVP of the game. And you, I think you said that this might happen in this game. Like at some point it's going to cost them where they're going to try to make Purdy the MVP instead of just going to Christian McCaffrey. And I feel like that's what they were doing. And I, I will say this, I'm going to look at it half full. It's a half full average grade because you think about this every time Brock Purdy walked off the field in the Super Bowl, 49ers had the lead, man. I think it's just showing how hard it is to beat a guy like Patrick Mahomes. Like he basically got to be dead and you got to poke him to make sure he is like, cause you don't want to leave any chance that this guy can come back. And that's exactly what happened. So, I mean, and then Spagnolo gave uh pretty uh, like high praise after the game saying basically he was recognizing our coverages. So we had to switch up a lot of our game plan. So I do think he played well for what the situation was, but I mean, the end product was no better than the Jimmy G Super I mean, Jawan Jennings threw as many touchdowns as Brock Purdy. Yo, I thought that was Michael Crabtree out there. I was like, yo, Crabtree is back in the league. Like, <laughs> hey, he was playing I like I see he, you. Was, he was playing like a prime Michael Crabtree, though. I'll tell you that much. Hey, that's also part of the problem. He should not be playing that much. Kyle Shanahan, what are you doing? But sticking with the theme of coaches and Shanahan, we talked about this before, like whose legacy takes a hit, takes a takes a rise with this game. Where are Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan's legacies after this game? Well, Andy Reid, it's gone to the next level. And I told you this, and I mentioned this to the fans last show. So if you didn't, if you don't believe me, please go back and listen. I explained that a win would give him way more of a bigger jump, would mean more to him than a win for Shanahan. It's because now he's got three Super Bowls. Bill Walsh, Joe Gibbs, Chuck Noll, Bill Belichick, and now add Andy Reid. Three or more Super Bowls. Those are the only guys. It's five guys. Not Vince Lombardi, not Don Shula, not Tom Landry. <laughs> it's Andy Reid. So his is to the next level. I mean, he cemented his legacy at this point as, hey, he's got to be mentioned up there. Minimum top 10, maybe a top six, top five all-time uh, NFL football coach. And then for Shanahan, listen. He just keeps digging that hole of trying to overcome 28 to three further and further. Like he just keeps piling and piling on mistake after mistake. The mistake I believe here was he didn't run it with McCaffrey enough. McCaffrey had success early. Yes. Had that fumble, but you can't let him go. And in fact, what I would say is you should have ran the ball more, but included Elijah Mitchell too. give McCaffrey those breathers. Mitchell would have been able to run. And McCaffrey would have been more fresh. It, that was where the mistake was. You shorten the game. If you get another touchdown, 17-3, it's ball game. So, Shanahan, I'm sorry, but we know what you are at this point. So, I agree with you on the Andy Reid take. I think he's a top five coach. I think it's cemented now. Like, there's no conversation to be had about it. Now, Kyle Shanahan... I kind of disagree with you because I think we forget how hard it is to win a Super Bowl, much less get to one in the NFL. 
And I think Kyle Shanahan is a prime example of you always say this, like you got to take your lumps and at some point it'll happen for you because this is very similar to what Andy Reid dealt with in Philly. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I didn't say, I, 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 I didn't say eventually it would come true. Like, and, and to rebut Andy, I didn't, Reed, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't say and, you, I didn't say you did. Okay, I'm just, I'm said, saying it for me. Okay, well, let me rebut Andy Reid, and then you can, you can counter argue. No, what I'm, I'm saying gonna, when you what say I'm in general about young teams, I got, no, 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 young I got teams. you. Yeah, 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 I got you. But yeah. you're bringing up Andy oh. Reid. What I would say yeah. about Andy Reid is he ran into Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes saved his career. Now, let's be fair, because I, I, I Andy Reid doesn't win these Super Bowls without Mahomes. You can say that about now winning about. He's but you can winning. say that about you can say that about yes. Bill Walsh. Okay, he had Joe Montana and Steve Young. You can say that about Jimmy Johnson. They they had like probably the best offensive weapons at that time. Like I, I it, it's circumstantial. We, Bill Belichick had the best quarterback JT, the of all time. With the difference, I get it. But we're just going we're just going off of what happened. He's top five. End of end of discussion. I'm not talking about that. Sh- I'm comparing it with Shanahan right now. Well, you're let, saying, well, let me make my point about Shanahan go, first. Go ahead. I already know what it is, but go ahead. But I'm just saying it. But you, but you know that's true. That four-year stretch where Andy Reid was not getting it done, they went to what? Three NFC Championship games, lost. They lost a Super Bowl. And then that same four-year stretch for Shanahan is similar. Two Super Bowl losses, two NFC Championship game losses. Uh, you got to think, it took Andy Reid, what, 15 years to get over the hump and finally win a Super Bowl? Like I think Kyle Shanahan will be fine. The only thing that will stop him is what you said. He can't be in his head about that 28 to 3. Because that shit's over. You can't go back and redo it. You blew it. And it, and to be honest, the saving grace is you, you lost to Tom Brady. Like it might be a joke, but at least we understand that. It's not like you lost to Trent Dilfer 28 to 3. That shit you would never live down. So I feel like Shanahan just gotta stay the course and eventually he'll get one. All right. You want to rebut that? So you knew what I was gonna say. Yeah, my whole point is. Andy Reid found Patrick Mahomes. So unless a Pat, I mean, we're JT, we're talking in all time, like maybe the greatest of all time, if not behind Brady. He wasn't going to win with Alex Smith. I'm sorry. Andy Reid was not going to win with Alex Smith. He probably wouldn't even have won with Philip Rivers if Rivers was there instead of uh, San Diego at the time when they were in San Diego. I'm sorry. He's not winning without Patrick Mahomes. Hey, man, all I know is, look, Shanahan's gotten to the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy, man. I get that. And I hey, get say, that. say what you want. But JT, he's gonna he's gonna win one. I think he'll be fine. JT, they've added Christian McCaffrey. They've added Chase Young. You you only get such a window with this crew. I'm telling you, look at Pete Carroll. He won one with that crew. The window closes quick, quicker than people realize because of injuries. Dre Greenlaw, is he going to come back as the same? I don't know. Now you got a position to fill because you just said it. Put in the backup and look what happens. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's impossible to talk with you. It but is. Speaking, That's why I win quickly, every, every show. Speaking of quickly, let's talk about something non-football related. Uh, let's talk about the Super Bowl halftime show. Usher, how do you rate it? Oh, this it's an A. It's an A. Come on. He played. So this was like the checkbox that I always go through. The songs, how good are they? He played three decades of hits. I mean, the guy is unbelievable, right? So the songs, all right, check that off. Then he brought guests, Alicia Keys, big fan, Lil John, Ludacris. Uh, he yeah, we all, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
we all big fans of Alicia. He, I feel like the he, fact that he had Alicia out there, it's a it's an A plus performance. So, I'm just saying. And he had others out there. All right. So check the guests A list. Then he has a residency in Las Vegas, right? He's doing his res a residence in in Las Vegas. The Super Bowl's in Las Vegas. So what does he do? He brings out a marching band. He's got like aerialists going. He's got dancers. Like he fit into that Las Vegas mold. All the LED lights. Like he fit into that. So check. So there's a little bit of something for everybody. I don't know what else. He's on roller skates singing. I mean, was there anything else he could have done to have been any better? So I'm going to go A at a minimum. Reason why A plus is like, man, A plus, you got to be in like that Michael Jackson, Beyonce, like Prince. I I don't know if he was quite to that level in this show. So I'll give him an A. Yeah, I mean, I'll give him an A. A plus is kind of hard. I don't think it's one of the all-time great performances, but I mean, shit was good. Like you said, he had all the guests, and his guests could have done their own Super Bowl <laughs> halftime shows. Like, you got Alicia Keys looking amazing, by the way. Shout out to Alicia Keys, man. Uh, Usher, you need to back up a little bit. You can't be that close to her, man. But he had her. He had her and Luda, Lil John. Like, he, the performance was so good. Like, the people that were performing were getting hurt like i don't know if you saw like the dancers were falling off the pole i saw a girl go on uh social media she had like a black eye broken arm like the performers really put their all into this performance people were getting tossed up in the air like it was a crazy show like you said roller skates another person fell off the stage doing the dances with the roller skates first of all do you know how hard it is to sing do all this dancing do all these crazy costume changes and on top of that you got a roller skate on a small stage I know you can't do four out of those five things and much less do them all together. So it was hella impressive. He played every song I wanted to hear. He brought back a lot of memories. Having those dudes show up for yeah as a finale. I mean, you can't top that, man. That's amazing. All right. So let's go on to the check game. The check down game. Sorry. Brock Purdy should have done some more check downs to Christian McCaffrey. My bad. So check down game. All right, we'll ask a question and we'll provide multiple potential answers. Then we'll select the answer we think best fits the question, just like a multiple choice test. All right, ready, JT? Let's go. All right. More to blame, Kyle Shanahan or Purdy for the loss? Shanahan, next. I agree. Run the ball. Run the ball. Come on. Figure out the Kansas City defense. You're an offensive guy. Plus, always falls on the head coach. All right. Better all time, Patrick Mahomes or Peyton Manning? Yo, it's crazy we're even having this conversation right now. Because at some like at what point we think we'd be comparing quarterbacks to to Peyton Manning that haven't even played in the league a decade. Yeah, like, he's not insane. even 30 yet. He's not even 30. I'm sorry. I, I, I hate this, but it's Mahomes, man. Yeah. Like, just look at what he's done. Like, he's got he, – Mahomes has gotten all the hard shit out of the way. He's already he's already won more Super Bowls. He's got more playoff wins. 15 playoff wins to 14 playoff wins for Peyton. Six seasons versus 17. That's insane. More, more passing TDs. I think he's, like, third all-time in playoff passing TDs in nine fewer games than Peyton. And Mahomes has, like I said, he has all the difficult stuff out of the way. So realistically, all Mahomes has to do is just pad stats now during the regular season, and he will lap Peyton Manning. 
I hate to say it, but him versus Peyton Manning is already over. Like, but Mahomes just worked backwards. No load management for Patrick Mahomes, you're saying, right? For real. He needs to pad the stat. Listen. No, no. He's like, look, man, I'm, I'm doing everything hard up, up front. Neither could be Tom Brady, right? Especially in the big playoff games. So we'll start there, right? So neither one really has a leg up, in my opinion, there. Mahomes more Super Bowls, even though that doesn't always matter when it comes to, to football players because it is a team sport. But this is the difference, JT. We all know how good their arms were, how good of quarterbacks they were. Their, their football IQ through the roof. But Mahomes has that extra dimension of scrambling, improvising, running zone read. Like he can he can do he can do so much more out of structure than Peyton could ever do. Like right. Peyton's yeah. whole thing was like in the structure that I create, Mahomes is like, forget that. Like we're just gonna run yep. around and make it happen. And, and to be honest, that's the difference that Mahomes is just not only can improvise, but you know, he, he he just has that extra little bit of something that, like you said, when the play breaks down, Mahomes can make magic happen. Peyton, he was he was throwing the ball to the sideline, making sure he was out of the pocket and to the line of scrimmage, right? So I like, think like that's I the wonder, biggest difference. Like, like, I wonder, that Super Bowl where the Broncos got blown out by the 49ers in Legion of Boom, like, I wonder if Mahomes the was in that Super Bowl. The, like the, the Seahawks, you know, not the Niners. Yeah. Yeah, Seahawks, yeah. yeah. I wonder if Mahomes was the quarterback instead of Peyton Manning. Like, <laughs> that game probably would have been much different. And that's, oh, and, that's, and that's the difference to why he's better is you took you make Peyton Manning uncomfortable in the structure, and that's, that's the ultimate, the worst-case scenario was that Super Bowl. I think Mahomes gives them a dogfight and they might win that game. So yeah, yeah they might I, I agree. They might better. still lose because I, I can't remember how good all of those Bronco weapons were, but I mean they had he, the man he, he, he keeps Thomas them in the prime, game. Eric Decker, Julius Thomas, two good running backs. Like there was, yeah. was they're pretty loaded. Yeah. Yep. No one scoring offense in the league that year. You, you should you remember didn't Peyton Manning throw like seven touchdowns against your Steelers opening night that year? Nah, nah. All right, yeah, next one. Like More remember. likely to be traded. On to the next question. Justin Fields or Russell Wilson? Hey man. The more I the more I read and the more I hear, I think the Bears are gonna stick with Justin Fields, man. I think it's Russell Wilson. They gotta move him. I don't see any way that they repair that relationship between him, Peyton, and the Broncos management. Like, Sean Payton threw him under the bus so many times last year. Not only threw him under, under the bus, but reversed full throttle and ran over him multiple times last season. Like, you can't come back from that. And I think Sean Payton's legacy got a little dinged up last year, and I can't see him wanting to stay attached to Russell his entire second stint as a coach. Because if he does, it might get him fired. So I think Russ has got to be gone. I think it's Justin Fields. Listen – I think there's more of a want for him by teams to make a trade. JT has got to be two, two partners. There's got to be two sides. I don't see where that's coming from for Russ. He's older, has that cap hit. He hasn't played at the level he once was at. I don't think he's ever going to get back to that level. And if you're going to make a move like that and give up capital, get the player with a higher ceiling. And it's clearly Justin Fields. If anything, like you said, Pay, Sean Payton may not want him there. I get that. But they may have to restructure and cut him to to absorb a, a cap hit because he may not be there, but I think it may be via being released and not by trade. So I'm still going to say Justin Fields is more likely to be traded because 
the Bears are going to go Caleb Williams. They can't afford to pass him up because if they do and he turns out to be the next great thing, the next great whatever quarterback. Just saying, yes, if he, he turns out to be the next Patrick Mahomes, that's what everyone's hoping for. Then, then they can never live that down. Everybody in that organization is gone. You don't want to be. You don't want to be known to be the person that passes up a generational talent like that. So I think it's Justin Fields that is more likely to be traded. All right, Man, you bigger know, you know issue how I feel about Caleb. I don't think he's generational, but we'll and, talk about and, that at a and, later date. Yeah, and and I may I may be with you there. Bigger issue: Brandon Ayuk's post game comments on social media, or Antonio Gates not being a first ballot Hall of Famer. Now, let me let me tell you what Brandon Ayuk uh, posted. So JT just, he loves to get in these production meetings, gives out all these ideas. And then I got to do the hard work. Oh, God of, forbid. I, I come up with finding, shit for us to talk about on this of, show. Of, and then I got to do <laughs> like, the hard I mean, work. Hold on, hold on. You, you do, for those of you that are watching, you understand if he was in charge of making all the questions for this show, we'd only talk about two things, trivia and betting lines. That's it. That's all that That's would be it. on this show. Thank God I actually listen to things that people are arguing about in the real world, and I give us shit to talk about. You got to stop complaining. But what I'm saying is then you make me do all the hard work, and I got to find all these things, create the script. So listen, when asked if he hoped to stay with San Francisco, Brandon Ayuk's answer was, and I quote, if that's the right move. Then he posted a cryptic message on Instagram, quote, in quotes here, don't forget what got you here. So, JT, bigger issue, those comments by Brandon Ayuk or Antonio Gates not being a first ballot Hall of Famer? Man, this is this is the easiest question we've ever had. How the hell is Antonio Gates not a first ballot <laughs> Hall of Famer? Like, I, I agree. I, I'm literally scratching my head. Like, I want to see recorded evidence of when they're going through uh, the process of who's in and who's out. I want to see the conversation these idiots had when it came time to break down Antonio Gates, whether he's in or out, because this makes no sense. Just look at everything that's a qualifier for him, just from the tight end perspective. Fourth all-time Pro Bowls, third all-time in all-pro seasons. He's on the all-2000s Hall of Fame team. Look at the stats. First in touchdowns, third in yards, what, third in receptions all-time, and fourth in most games played. Like, this is probably one of the few locked first ballot Hall of Fame resumes I have ever seen. Like, how is he not in? Like, I really want to know. He's taking it much gracefully than, than I would be handling this situation. But this this is a crime. This is a this is a fucking felony. Excuse my language. Whoa, like, watch, unreal watch the language. That this happened. Watch the language. Unreal. Watch the language. You know, the bigger issue is him not getting in. Especially you look at the ballot. No disrespect to some of these guys, but... Major disrespect. You're, you're, Major you're, disrespect. Te you're telling me Antonio Gates can't get on this list? And listen, we agree here, so I kind of stopped listening to you, so maybe you said this already. 116 touchdowns, seven yes, all Yes, I said time. all the stats. Seven I said all, all the time. stats. Number First one for tight ends. tight ends. I said all this shit. You know I said it. You, I, back to what you it's, said about no disrespect to those other guys. I disagree. Major disrespect. If I was one, If I was one of those guys that got in, over Antonio Gates. What's what's the big guy's name that comes and knocks on your door? He's he's like he's a huge David, guy. What's that guy's I think name? David Baker. I think David if Baker. David Baker knocked on my door and, and I, I would ask him like, who are the other guys that got in? And Antonio Gates ain't one of them. I'm like, I you're gotta send this one out. You're not giving I gotta it send back. this one out, big no fella. Way. I got 
Hester's no. going out. So let me like, ask you this: You're a Miami Hurricane guy. We both. Oh, are. I love I love Devin Hester. Okay, are you are you taking Devin Hester on to put Antonio? He, I feel like Devin Hester should have to give up his spot. For one, it's not his first time on the ballot, and All two, right. what about Andre Johnson? Andre, huh? should Andre Johnson recuse himself off the list? The receiver? Yeah, of course. Of course, wow. Andre Johnson. I love him. He was great in NFL, but he ain't he ain't the first ballot Hall of okay. Fame type to okay. me. I like, is Anto- are we forgetting that Antonio Gates basically was like the Patrick Mahomes of tight ends? Like <laughs> people, he changed the way people started drafting tight ends. Like we went and looked at basketball players that never played tight end before. We hey, wanted athletic he, guys. He changed the way fantasy football looked at tight ends. Exactly, cheat code, man. Like this is how I just want to know how. Hey, what's his name? Chris Baker, the big guy. Look, man, you should have looked at that list and been like, all right, I ain't knocking on this guy's door. I'm going to just go to Antonio. I'm going to wow. make an executive decision. Wow. Let, let's go back real quick. Oldsma Bros, thanks for, for listening all show here. Manning went to four Super Bowls with four different head coaches. That's respect. But Mahomes has gone yeah, he to was four. The head, no, he didn't. Ma- he was the head coach on all of those teams. Ma- Mahomes has gone to four Super Bowls already before the age of 30. And then Manning, three for two against Brady in AFC championship games. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. But I would say in their prime, I think he was one and two. So, and I that think was, he, That was a big part of his his legacy was he couldn't get over the hump right. of beating the Patriots. And some right. of them teams, they had home field advantage. And, and I would say eventually Mahomes would have got, would have, if he faced Brady five times, he's going to win at least one or two of those himself. But- Valid points, good, good facts there. Those that that is true. I still think if I again, if I'm building a team from scratch that's and I'm choosing between those two, tough, you, you can't go wrong. You yeah, can't go wrong. But I'm yes, going Mahomes. Yes, yes, I'm you sorry. can because I'm going Mahomes. No, I I disagree when you put it that way because this is that the, the classic O-line? question the of O line. No, it's that classic question of what's the ceiling. And does he get there? Because we also have never seen him not play for Andy Reid. Like, this is a top five coach, offensive mind, like he's playing for. Like, I mean, well, we just said, JT, we just said if Mahomes was at San Francisco in this game, it's a blow. Yeah, but I mean, but Shanahan, Shanahan's a top offensive mind too, and they got hella okay, weapons. Well, I'm like, well, I'm going Pat- to hire, this way, this way. I'm going to hire Mahomes, a really good offensive coordinator. If Patrick Mahomes went to Chicago instead of Mitch Trubisky, is he a top five quarterback all time by now? I mean, we'll never know, though. That, that know, you know that. Hey, you know wait, Patrick Mahomes with Matt Nagy as a head coach is not going to be a top-five quarterback. But wait. I will say this. Peyton Manning went to a shitty franchise and turned them into one of the best franchises in the league. Like, he was the person that turned that franchise around. Like, I don't know if Patrick Mahomes is that. But see, this is, this is what I, I love. And we will never but know. The, you will never is, know. This is what I love. We act like... We act like Andy Reid had all these titles and had the greatest show on turf before Mahomes. I'm sorry. Come playoff time, his offense is sputtered because defenses tighten up in the playoffs. Mahomes took it now, to now, another now level. We dis- now we disrespecting Andy Reid just not. to make Mahomes shine we, in a theoretical we, situation. I guarantee you one thing: if Andy you know, Reid, hey, hey, you know, let's, Andy let's, Reid was let, here, let, let's move on. You, you, be, you better, you better be getting a Patrick Mahomes jersey because the glazing is unreal, man. Come on. <laughs> Oh, you about to love this too. We got to talk about LeBron. I didn't even know this was on here. All I right, threw so it in when the producers weren't looking. Yeah, you always, see, you always doing the wrong shit. So on Wednesday, it was reported that the Warriors reached out to the Lakers to gauge the trade interest the Lakers would have in possibly moving on from LeBron and seeing if LeBron wanted a trade. Ooh. Also reported 
that Daryl Morey, because of course he's everywhere. <laughs> Daryl Morey, who's 76ers GM, made a call to the Lakers as well to ask about the trade interest in moving LeBron. So the Lakers responded, if Embiid would have been included in the trade, that the talks would have abruptly ended. No, 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 no. The, the Lakers responded, is Embiid part of the deal? And then all of a sudden, the, you said, the trade you said, talks yeah, ended. But yes, is Embiid part of the deal? Obviously, the 76ers said no, so right. they hung up the phone. That's Boom. Right. So I want to know, is it the right move by LeBron? to stay with the Lakers and not be open to a trade to the Warriors. I think he made a mistake. He should have been open to it. Listen, give us basketball fans what we've been wanting. Steph, LeBron together. They went head-to-head, -head, what, four straight years? Heck, we've seen LeBron's been with D-Wade. The league KD, ain't been the same K since that stretch, KD, if you're being honest. KD's been with Steph, so why not this? Why not literally the two best players – of their generation. Each of their generation together. Join forces like Batman and Superman. That's all we want to see. That's what I want to see at this point. Because the Lakers, unfortunately, I don't think they're going anywhere. I'm going to – I love your process, the way you, you, you eloquently laid that out. But I'm going to say no. And we said this before. Uh, big trades like this aren't born at the deadline. They're made in the summer. And I feel like – the Lakers are still in the title hunt, even if we don't think they're going to win. LeBron's legacy would take a massive hit if he left the Lakers midseason and he left to join the Warriors. I think it would be detrimental to his legacy. Like, you can't leave that franchise while they're still competitive to join the Warriors. Like, the Warriors have relegated the Lakers to the basement of the West and the basement of California sports until LeBron got there and kind of brought them up. So, I mean... He, there's a, probably a lot of stuff that LeBron would like to do, but because of his legacy being in the balance, he just can't make those moves. Like he can't, he can't make moves like KD. Like KD legacy right. ain't nearly as high as LeBron. So but I JT, think he, JT, he can't do that, man. But JT, he's already done that two other times. Yeah, but he did. Plus, but he did it in the off plus, season, and he plus, did it when people I get thought it. like, "Hey, look, it was Cleveland." But, Everybody's like, "Cleveland's a horrible franchise." But, but JT. He left those teams hanging. At least he's bringing back huge capital and assets back to, the to, Warriors. back to the Lakers, though. He would have brought huge assets back to the Lakers. And this is the other thing. He already won the Lakers a title. He did what they wanted him to do there. Now they have a chance to nah, rebuild more, because of him. <laughs> The Lakers, wow. the Lakers are one. The Lakers are not a one title franchise, and you know this, bro. You know you better go get them more no. help because those guys there, they they ain't cutting it for them. All right, the most popular segment in all the sports talk. Forget about it or forgazy. We'll read a statement. If we agree with it, we think it's a hot take. We'll say forget about it. If we disagree with it, we don't believe it. We're gonna say forgazy. All right, got it, JT. We've done this enough times. All right, first one. The Chiefs are officially a dynasty. Forget about it. They got all the <laughs> AFC championship games, the home playoff wins, the Super Bowls, the best quarterback of all time. It's a dynasty, baby. What is it? Six straight AFC title games? Four yeah, I, Super I, don't know I don't know what's crazier. The fact that they got these, these three Super Bowls or the fact that this man just finally played his first road playoff game ever, like this year. Like, that's insane. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's a dynasty, man. Sorry. Yeah, it's forget about it. That this is the perfect statement that gives the one word forget about it, and we move on. All right, next one. 
Victor Wimbenyama is already a top 10 NBA player. Forget about it or for Gazy. Man, this got me really thinking here. Uh, I'm still going to say Fugazi, but it's not a knock on him. It's just because he's a little young, and I'm telling you, there's a lot of good basketball players out there. Like you even think of like you, if you think about a Jalen Brunson, some people wouldn't think of him top 10. He may be in my top 10. And then you go down the list. Yes. You've got the Giannis's and LeBron's are still up there, but you go down the list and you're like, there's some really good players. And a lot of them are young, like an Anthony Edwards, like Tyrese Halliburton or a Halliburton. My God, like, you start to see this, and you're like, I don't know if Wemby's quite there. He will be one day. I think he's proven that, but not quite yet. So I'm going to say pump the brakes for Gazy. Hey, look, man, I think the time is now. I think it's forget <laughs> about it. it. Like, look what he's already doing. Like, he's already putting up all-time insane, like, per 36 numbers just in 28 minutes a game. Like, he's not even playing the full starters minutes, and he's putting up crazy stats. Look at his averages. 20 points, 10 boards, four assists, three blocks, one steal, and a three-pointer per game. And his percentages are great already as a rookie. I'm sorry. You could call me being, you know, I'm hyping him up too much. But I think we are seeing the start of the next Wolf Chamberlain. Like, this is the stuff that you don't see at all, ever. Like, he's doing stuff that you're like, man, y'all got to pull up the tape. I got to see who he was playing against. And he ain't playing against plumbers and insurance salesmen. Like, these are all-time great NBA players across the board, athleticism, size-wise. He's doing this as a rookie. Top 10 player for me already. Mm. All right. I don't like how you took some cheap shot at guys, but okay. We'll go on to the next one. The Bucs made a mistake hiring Doc Rivers. This man took a cheap shot at Peyton Manning, but he's mad that I that I upset I didn't take a Lamello cheap shot at Peyton Manning. I did not. I did not take a cheap shot at Peyton Manning. What are you talking about? What's go the ahead. oh the Bucks go, made a mistake hiring yeah. Doc Rivers? Let's go. Pay attention, yeah. man. Forget about it. Because he because he he's not he's not a great coach he's not a coach that, that that you bring in to fix major issues for a program like this ain't larry brown <laughs> like they they still the same shit that they were struggling with when they had griffin as coach is now worse with doc rivers sorry dame Lillard ain't good on defense we just seen it now because he ain't playing out in portland and we ain't got to stay up till 10 30 midnight to see him not play defense sorry doc rivers bad move well, I'm going to say Fugazi because the thing is, who else were you going to bring in? I, I mean, at least you bring in a veteran. People are going to respect him. He's won a title. It wasn't working, JT. It wasn't working. Let it go. Let it go. Second best uh, record in the NBA. What's not working? Let it go. The defense. All right. Go ahead. Next one. Next one. Christian McCaffrey should have been the MVP over Lamar Jackson. Forget about it or Fugazi. Fugazi. I don't know where this is coming from. I mean, come on. It's a, one. It's a regular. It's a regular season. You know where this is coming from. Okay, that is true. Like, I, I get. I get that. It's a regular season award. I mean, Lamar was clearly the MVP, and that's no disrespect to Christian McCaffrey. He was should have probably been number two in the ballot, maybe. But it's clearly <laughs> Lamar. No disrespect, baby. You're number two. <laughs> but it, it was. It was clearly Lamar uh, this year. So I'm going to go, you know, Fugazi. McCaffrey should not have been MVP. Yeah, it's Fugazi. I mean, 
You want you want the tiebreaker? He went out to the 49ers and beat their ass on the road in prime time. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's the MVP. Yeah. Y'all went head to head and shut it down. Lamar is the MVP. Haters, get over it. True. True. Everybody should be scared of the Clippers. Forget about it, man. Like, oh, I, dare I say Kawhi Leonard is garnering MVP consideration and he's playing games, even though he was out last night, but he's been playing the games. Harden is having another clean season on offense. And this big three is actually rounded in the form like we hoped the Brooklyn big three would. I'm sorry. Like, if all three of them dudes are healthy, they're gelling, and they're playing well individually, why would you not be scared of this team? Like, those are three of the top 15 players in the league on one team. Fugazi. I've been burned by the Clippers plenty of times. That's one. Two. Oh, they still they got, got medicine for that, man. Hold, Get over hold it. Hold on. Hold it, on. They, it's they, a different year. Hold, hold, oh, well, no, it's not. They still got James Harden on the team? <laughs> they still got James Harden? Yeah. That's that's your poison right there. There's no medicine. There's no vaccine. So it's there's James no, Harden. There's no James nothing. Harden is the anti Andy there, Reid. There's if you no got him nothing. on your team, it's no there, there's nothing. There's nothing for the James Harden poison. There's nothing. I'm sorry. There is nothing you can do when he's on your team. And JT, they're peaking too soon. It's not. It's it's only the All Star break. You know, there's there's four months to the NBA Finals, right? Because it's going to come early to mid June. That means there's four months for James Harden to be unhappy about something or an injury to get Kawhi or Paul George. It's too early. You know, you know what's crazy? Is is it just me or this feel like this is the longest NBA season ever, man? Like, <laughs> I, we, it feel like it took us forever to get to the All-Star break this year. I'm like, damn, we got four more months of this. Like this NBA season is I'm, I'm an advocate for cutting that shit down. Wow. Make it 62 games or something. <laughs> Cut it down. All right, last one. The Atlanta Hawks should build around DeJounte Murray instead of Trey Young. Man, when I look at their stats, I'm like, whew, you know, Trey Young can distribute. He can score, hit the three. But you know what? I'm going to say forget about it here. I'm going to go DeJounte Murray because I've always liked him since he was with the Spurs as well. And the reason why at this point is like, you know, Trey Young, you only get so many chances. And I'm starting to get worried. You ran one coach out of town. like. You haven't been able to really win in the playoffs except that one year. So if I can only keep one of these guys, I'm going to go with the safer bet who still has a very high ceiling. I'm going to go DeJounte Murray. But before I would do that, I would check the temperature in the locker room to see if, all right, if DeJounte is really that guy. And two, is Trey Young not not able to get along with all teammates? So, but I'm, I'm, glad I'm still going to say forget around. about it. I'm glad you finally came around this side because we talked about this, not necessarily building around DeJounte, but if you could build around Trey Young. And I told you exactly, like, I don't think he is a guy you can build around anymore. And I, and I think this is, I think this is forget about it. And you're talking about checking the temperature room. I'll give you one better. The temperature has already been checked because guess what? At the trade deadline, the coach Snyder already said, I want to keep DeJounte Murray. I think he's a guy we can build around. I'm sorry. He, I'm, well, Trey he, Young Trey Young is not that guy. And I think the aspect that DeJounte adds is 
he might not be the facilitator or the shooter that Young is, but guess what? He's more efficient as a scorer. I think he's definitely a better defender. He's bigger, more durable, and I think people play well with him. Like two or three more guys will play well around him. I, I think Trey Young is just a volume guy, takes a lot of shots, low percentages. They go in sometimes. He can hit the three, but, I mean, he can't defend anybody, and you know, you know they don't like him in that locker room. Like you know it. It's been that way since he got there. I'm building around DeJounte. You know, these are supposed to be quick answers. And because of that, that long winded answer that I had already. There we go. There's nothing left. No, we got to skip that segment. We don't have time. JT, great show to the fans and listeners out there. We're not going to shout out Caitlin Clark at the scoring record. I mean, we we can we can shout her out, but that wasn't the useless stat of the day, though. There was other well, things, but we useless. don't. Well, a useless stat. What's that? That's not a useless stat. I'm just saying. Just I know. The stat. But but why? But why are you? Probably something oh, you about got, Patrick Mahomes. Wait, you got you got to take you have to take that banner off because it's not a useless stat. What I was gonna what I was gonna say, we ran out of time, so we'll shift and say congratulations, shout out to Caitlin Clark set the all-time uh, points scored in women's college basketball. So shout out to her. Shout out to you. Great job. Shout, shout, shout out to Caitlin Clark because we made a mistake. Last year, we should have driven however long that <laughs> drive was and seen you guys play LSU when we were in Houston. It was right. only Houston to Dallas. Yeah, we yeah I don't know how long the drive is, but we should have done that that day. We, we had – we had nothing, no games to go to. We missed probably one of the top 10 all-time sports games. And we we had it right there, and we didn't do it. So, Caitlin, we're sorry. We're happy you got this record. We think you're going to do great in the WNBA. Yes, yes. And that's going to bring a ton of excitement to the WNBA. All right. So, we won't be able to get to the use. Quit putting up useless sports stat of the day. We don't have time because you're long-winded I just want answer. you to know how useless so, it is to have it there. So, <laughs> because it would have been good, but you were so long-winded on the DeJounte Murray Trey Young. We ran out of time. The producers Sorry, we didn't have more the, we didn't have more time the, to to praise Patrick Mahomes. Pr- it, it wasn't even it wasn't even a Patrick Mahomes stat. It was a Super Bowl stat, but we don't have time. So anyway, to the fans and listeners out there, thank you for putting up with JT as always. Remember to please subscribe to us, JT and the Dawn All Sports Podcast. We can be found on all of the major platforms, including where you find all of your other favorite podcasts. And remember, if you like what we do, leave us a five-star review. And JT, if you don't like what we do, leave us a five-star review. And remember to also subscribe to Give Us a Shot Network, which presents JT and the Dawn. Um, Subscribe to them on their YouTube channel, as well as Follow us on social media, our handle, JT and the Dawn. We can be found on Instagram, X, TikTok, and Facebook. So, JT, a lot of fun, a lot of stuff. Super Bowl football is done, but there's always the offseason, free agency, and the draft. So, until dynasty season, it's on. It's on. Until the next episode, JT, see ya. Peace.